Hey everybody, welcome to Small Talk Japan. We've got a great show for you today. We're gonna to talk about how SoftBank and ARM, maybe their deal with NVIDIA didn't go through, how having a PhD does not guarantee you of having a great salary in Japan, depending on what kind of genitalia you have. <laughs> oh, is it my turn now? It's your turn. Uh, oh, wait, 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 shit. It's Josh, guys. It's Josh. Hi. It's Josh. All right, sorry, continue. Uh, we'll also be talking about Japan's fake clam conspiracy and the top slang words for Japanese high schoolers in 2022. Time to sound old. Time to sound old. We're also going to talk about how a Japanese man was caught using a fake ID to show that he was younger than he really was. We'll talk about why. We'll also be talking about Pringles cans are now drink bottles because that makes sense. And finally, we'll talk about how the Shinto religion has blessed Domino's Pizza. Roll that intro. Welcome to Small Talk Japan. Today we've got a show with Josh. Hello. Hi, Josh. Hi. You usually sit over there. I do. But now you're sitting over here. Is there a reason for that? Uh, Natsuki's gone. Why is Natsuki gone? She's preggers. She's always been pregnant. It's like she's been pregnant like this is like her second time. Yeah, that's true. But she's like about to burst. <laughs> so, so she mails me like two days ago, right? She's like, I'm at the hospital. I'm having contractions. I'm like, aren't you like a week early? And then like a few hours later, she's like, I'm at home. It was a false alarm. <laughs> yeah, she also sent me those messages. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Natsuki, just let me know when your daughter's... It's a daughter, right? It's a girl, right? I think so, yeah. It's a girl, yeah. yeah. So let us know. I mean, by the time that this show comes out... I don't know, because the show's going to come out tomorrow. She might have had a child, maybe. Maybe. But either in this... If, if between now and the little editing that we do of this show, you know, to remove all the times that I say the, the F word, <laughs> all those times that I say that... Because you cut those, right? uh yeah <laughs> all of them right even their live shows yeah well last episode a lot of <laughs> a lot of poems in that one uh so the little editing that we do to this show uh basically we put on like the the intro and that's about it uh and then it usually uploaded a day later uh so she might have had it if she has it we'll include a baby picture maybe yeah maybe we'll see yeah so it's either gonna be this episode or the next one hopefully uh natsuki has a healthy and wonderful beautiful baby let's get to the news before we get to the news Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who the fuck are you? Uh, my name is Josh. How dare you inv invade our show? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's, it's, it's lovely to have you here. Tell, tell the audience who, who you are. Uh, my name is Josh. I'm from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I'm 29, turning 30 this year. I mm -hmm. don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Josh is half Japanese. His, his father is from where we live. Uh, and he... Uh, he had the, 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 the most, if you're going to ever have a career path, this is how you do it. Okay. First you graduate university. Then you figure out, I don't know what to do with myself. Then you go to cooking school, not a cheap one either. Let's just call it the most expensive and the most prestigious cooking school in all of Japan. And that's where you go. So then you graduate from there. You do dick with that. Yeah. I, I used my degree for a year. 
I worked at a cafe. <laughs> in Hawaii, right? In Hawaii, yeah. <laughs> then I wait, came wait, back. So, so you use your degree. You don't even make enough money to pay for the cost of the degree. And then you come... Well, I, I didn't even uh, pay for it. It was all scholarship. So, I mean, I just made money. Okay, well, that's the only smart thing that I've heard so far. <laughs> so, so then you come back to Japan, and then you get hired at a school. Even though he's a native English speaker, he got hired at an English school. As lobby staff. As lobby staff. Yeah, I, I got paid like a little bit above minimum wage to play with kids in the lobby. So like, so I sh this is my school that we're talking about, by the way. So I show up one day and I'm like, who the fuck are you? I think that's the very first thing I said to you, right? I think it was in Japanese. I'm pretty sure you were like, Omae <laughs> which is like, who the fuck are you? And then I was like, ah, uh, Morinaga Yoshi desu. And I think I looked at you and I was like, do you speak English? Anyway, it took me about yeah. three seconds of talking to him. I'm like, you're not lobby staff anymore. You're, you're a teacher. You're hired as a teacher. Come with me. And my VP that is always there every single day at the school who like she's in charge of like customer care and the lobby and stuff like that. I basically stole her new employee and she was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> like, I totally stole her employee. And then Josh became one of our rock star teachers after that. Yeah, and I actually joined uh, six years ago, exactly on the day that this episode is going live. Really? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank I need you. to fire you, I guess. Yeah, again. <laughs> so, I, I, so anyway, Josh was such a rock, rock star teacher, and he took on a lot of responsibilities way outside of his, his like the things that he needed to do. And one of the things that he really liked to do is do video production. And if you guys know anything about video production, education and video is the same thing now. Kitties learn everything from YouTube or TikTok. I, I mean, mean, I learn everything from YouTube. Anytime I don't know how to do something, I just go to YouTube. Do you know? Have, I so I I love. I'm addicted to TikTok. It's a problem. It's really a problem. Do you know the iPhone secret button that all the kids are talking about? No, so I you don't. don't watch TikTok. See, I learned shit from TikTok. No, it's yeah, it's I don't stupid. Watch it's a uh, it's um <clears throat> what do they call it? An accessibility feature for like people who are one handed, basically. And it's like you tap the back of the iPhone twice. You have to turn this on the accessibilities uh, menu. But you can set it to perform a bunch of functions. And so one of the things that you can do is you can, if you tap it twice, you can open the camera app. Really? Yeah. See what I learned from TikTok, guys? Well, I need to turn that on. See, and it's really cool. So like the, all the TikTokers are like, watch this. And then they just tap the back of their phone and it does, it, you can take a screenshot with it. You can turn on the camera. There's a bunch of other stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. See, fucking told you guys. Learn a lot of shit from, anyway. So video and education is the same thing right now, okay? And so he took on a bunch of video roles. He got into editing because um, we had a we had a, we ha we have a lot of technology in our school, and uh, and then one day like you know I got a bunch of jobs and uh, and um, and work to do video production and editing from some of the television stations here and you know media companies and stuff like that. And whenever I would invoice them, like I'd always invoice them using my school's name. Right. And it was weird because like here's your invoice for an editing job from this English school. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's kind of weird. And then like I was just thinking about it one day and I think Josh was talking to my VP and it was just like this kind of all just kind of culminated one day and we made a separate company, which is the producer of this show, Story Studios. Story Studios. And Story Studios is, a, is a, an amalgamation of Stapleton, which is my name, which is also the name of the school. And Morinaga, which is your last name. Right. So that's why it's S-T-O-R-I. Right. And not a Y, because we don't know how to spell. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and so Josh is actually, uh, on paper anyway, uh, he is Yakuin, which means he's a board member of uh, Story Studio. So he's actually number two in the second company. Yes. Out of two people, though. So, you know. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Last place. But on your insurance ID that we have here in Japan, it says one. Yeah, it does. Because the... Um, 
the type of company that is called a goldo geisha which means it's like a it's like a two people it's like a partnership is basically what it is and so if you're partners you both get one on your insurance card well, mine's one from the other business but so like when you show your insurance card to people what was the first reaction you got uh when i went to the chiropractor he he looked at it and he's like oh shacho well shacho means like president is what it means yeah and i was like i could get used to this <laughs> <laughs> And so anyways, that's the kind of the, 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 the long and short of Josh. And so basically now he produces, um, he's the, the, the main produ producer. I'm the director. He's the main like cameraman and editor and like the creative direction behind people of Kagoshima. Right. Uh, the official credit for producer is uh, Alex Bradshaw, who's usually on the show. And then I'm the director of it. And then uh, Josh is the editor and the cameraman. But going forward, he'll probably take over the director job as well. Uh, and so that's basically a, a partnership between uh, Gotoku, which is uh, Alex's consulting firm, uh, and then Story Studios and Kagoshima Prefecture. And all basically, it was it was the idea of it came from people of New York, the uh, Instagram series. Um, but we wanted to do it video and actually interview them instead of just doing like a Instagram post. So yeah, and it's really cool. If you guys haven't seen it yet, I will leave a, just a link in the description. Uh, it's people of Kagoshima. It's a deep dive into the locals here. It's really cool. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and we uh, we burn a lot of server space with it because we shoot everything in 6K mm. in B-Raw. We're using our Blackmagic 6K and it's just like, you know, I think we're up to like 87 terabytes of storage right now for That's the production company. Yeah, We were working on the server yesterday and I'm just like, God. If you guys have never seen the YouTuber Lioness from Lioness Tech Tips, he's like... Like we have a lot of similarities and that we have a lot of similar responsibilities because like I also lead a company. He, loves, he also leaves a company. But the difference is money. Oh, my God. He's got so much more money than I do. <laughs> and so every time he's got a solution for something, I'm like, OK, how do I do that? But the wish.com version of that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, anyways, if you haven't checked his channel out, it's, it's really great. Uh, he's, he's, he's like, I look up to him. He looks like two years younger than me, but he's, he's great. All the good YouTubers are from Canada. Yeah, there are a lot of really good... Norm Canadian. Nakamura, who is also on this show, big friend of the show. Uh, he has a, a couple channels, Tokyo Lens and Tokyo Lens Explore. Very popular from Canada. I think he actually grew up right next to where Linus grew up. Really? Yeah. There must so, be something in the water there. Something in the water. Let's not talk about the truckers. Let's not talk about that. Because this is a small talk Japan, not small talk Ottawa. Which, Anyway, let's get to the news. So, oh, sorry. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you. Uh, and he's going to be here. Uh, we're going to we're going to rotate guests and stuff like that while Nazi's gone. But I think we're going to see a lot more of Josh. And that was actually a request. I don't remember which one of you guys uh, yeah, requested. One viewer. Thank you. Said like, you hey, are. we want to see more of Josh. Oh, we also want to thank our patrons. Actually, you should do this because you're the one that set it up. Yes. Uh, thank you so much to our patrons. There are four of you now. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we put a lot of time and actually a lot of money into this show. So, so I, I try support, not to mention the money aspect. Uh, I always like the love and stuff like that, but it's true. It's not free to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, we do it because we love to do it, but yeah. it is nice to know that like we have you guys supporting us. So I, thank I you so much. I literally have to do all this research every single, every single week for you guys. Uh, and I'm always hung over doing it. So just know that my <laughs> suffering is for you. That's all self-inflicted like, suffering, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Don't feel sorry for me, people. <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious. We, I, we love producing the show. Uh, it's, our, it's like, you know, everything that we do at work is work. We have to do it. This is the one thing that we volunteer to do. Yeah. So it's, it's our fun. It's, I don't want to call it a hobby because we're more serious about it than hobby, but it's, you know, it's our little thing. So thanks for listening and watching. For those of you that are just listening, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. We love you. If you're just watching, 
check out my cheers shirt this is my radio station my radio program name but it was given to me by somebody who doesn't know them on the radio <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the news guys so we got a bunch of news topics for you today uh first we want to actually talk about how uh u.s and european business leaders are urging japan to open their fucking borders yeah that would be a pretty good idea kishida huh. you asshole you know i shit on him a lot but i wouldn't want to be in his position yeah. No, I would. I would do a much better job. He sucks. <laughs> uh, let me read it to you. So, uh, let's see. So, a person who met uh, the Prime Minister Fumio. See, that's just a bad name. You just, that's where that's where the problem started. What's Fumio. I actually know Fumio is what I'm saying. Just a, that's, the, that's the problem right there. Said, the government is... Uh, this is a person who spoke to the Prime Minister. Said, the government is aware that travel restrictions cause troubles. Are you really? Have a negative... In, and have a negative impact on the economy. Really? Are you? Are you freaking aware? Please open the country. How long has it been closed for? Uh, what is? You, remind, you reminded me of that the the history of Japan video. Oh yeah. That really famous one, and it's like the American guy on the ship comes and he says, "Open the country. Stop having it be closed." <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, it was Kagoshima that uh, first opened up, right? No, so so Kagoshima was just like ignoring the federal government and trading with the West the whole time. They were getting guns from the Portuguese and they were stealing smelting technology from the Dutch. Right, right. Why do I know this shit? But yeah, and so they made cannons and stuff. And then when they went to war, Kagoshima was like, because, you know, they were infighting in the country and stuff, right? Um, and so, like, Kagoshima has just always been the, like, the strong guys. They've been like, we're going to whoop your ass. And the whole country's like, please don't. Please stay out of your little place down there. Well, I mean, if you have guns and cannons, I mean, everyone else has like swords. Yeah, but in Sekigahara, where Kagoshima had their really, really big victory, uh, they, well, there's actually some defeats there as well. That's complicated history, but they, I don't think they had guns. I think it was all swords and horses. And Sekigahara has good Wi-Fi now. It's, uh, I, I went there with Norm Nakamura from Tokyo Lens. And, oh, yeah, uh, you did. yeah, and I was like looking at this sign, and it's like, we have Wi Fi. I was like, really? And I like connected to it, and the very first thing I did was speedtest.net and check their Wi Fi speed. And it wasn't bad because no one was using it. More than half of all municipalities in Japan are defined as depopulated. This is actually one of our headline stories today. So the, the information is in the fiscal year of 2022, list, list, uh, list of depopulated areas, 885 cities, towns and villages, or 51.5% of all 1,718 municipalities nationwide, including Tokyo's 23 wards. Tokyo is a different country, uh, will be registered as wholly or pop, uh, partially underpopulated. Yeah. Well, you know, it's something, something, something borders, something, something closed, something, something birth rate down, something, something depopulation, something, something taxes not being paid. Yeah. Have you seen like all of those uh, like ghost towns and like the empty schools and all the like giant empty apartment buildings and stuff like that? Online? Yes. That's crazy. Dude, we could just walk outside. There's lots of empty places here in town now. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> what is that? It's like, woo, woo, woo that like western oh, yeah. I, the, the tumbleweed yeah the tumbleweed it's like that's like japan these days yeah dude i went to i was i went to uh where is that gif ken we were going to a bunch of touristy places me and mr norm from the from the tokyo lens when we were doing the boat license right and that was like two months ago or three months ago and like everywhere we went it was just like oh is it closed is it open and you like walk in they're like you know, i must say please come in here <laughs> sad it is and like all of our listeners i think most of you guys are you know outside of the country and i think a lot of you guys want to travel here and stuff like that we also want you to travel here yes we really do <laughs> all right let's go to a positive story so i gave josh all the positive stories today that are mostly about food <laughs> 
Kumamoto fishermen knew of fake Japanese clam imports for decades. Okay, so this story makes no sense. Like, how does this happen? Please continue. So apparently a fishery that used to bring in 7,000 tons of Japanese little neck uh, clams. Whatever that is. Uh, 7,000 tons annually. Yeah. Has not shipped a single clam for the past three years. Yes. Or has not, uh, what do you call it? Has not harvested produced, yeah. any clams. Any, yeah. But they're still shipping them out, labeling them as little neck Japanese clams. So they get away with this. It's so interesting. So, okay, first, let's talk about why. Did you read why they're, that's becoming this is the problem? So apparently in the 70s, uh, Kumamoto started like taking all the sand out of the, the rivers yeah. to make concrete. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, when you take all the sand out, everything that's like living in the sand ends up dying. What? <laughs> Blasphemy. That's not there's environmental impacts to doing damage to the environment. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, have you have you guys ever seen the meme of the kid riding his bicycle and then sticking a stick into his front tire? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. It's like there to represent like a self-inflicted wound. Yeah, and usually like he falls down and then he's like complaining about something else. Like, yeah. oh, goddamn government. <laughs> <laughs> In this case, this is kind of cool about the situation. They fucked themselves. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure if it was the actual clam people that did this, but it was a right. self-inflicted wound. And then they got around this, like, not having clams thing by, and I don't know where this, if this information is correct, but they talk about where these clams might be coming from, these fake Kumamoto clams. Right. It says that they're probably coming from China. Which I think everything that if you, once you say something's fake, I think everybody just immediately goes to, is that from China? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that seems so unlike Japan to lie about it, to just, like... Uh, buy these Chinese clams and let's put our Kumamoto sticker on it and then sell it again. It's more nefarious than that. So what they do is they buy the clams, right? And then they sprinkle them on the beach in Kumamoto or somewhere. <laughs> and then they leave, I forgot what it said, but it's like they leave them there for a certain amount of time. And then they're like, yep, they're cool with the clams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so Josh, you were born and raised in Hawaii. Yes. And even with that history, when you tell some people that you're from Hawaii, they're like, you're not fucking Hawaiian. Yeah, I am not Hawaiian. I was like these clams. I was <laughs> put into Hawaii. So I would not say that I am a Hawaiian. Oh, <laughs> uh, you are more Hawaiian than those clams are from Kumoto. This is true. Uh, all right, let's continue on. I, I don't know. That's just a, such a Japanese story. Like, like. It, I would understand if in America or in China or somewhere, another country, if they were just like lying about the origins of something for profit, I get that. But they're doing it in such the Japanese way. Yeah, a roundabout way. Yeah, they like put it on the beach and they're like, welcome to Kumamoto. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue. Speaking of China, uh, China, how does he say it? Ch China. China. Fucking Trump. Uh, the JSA said experts will screen the smartphones of returning Beijing game uh, 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 participants because and they're probably not wrong uh, they there's this uh, Beijing app that uh, the uh, government in in in, uh, in China is using to track I think COVID or something like that some sort of app that they had all the the, the, the participants install and um, it continues like it is looking to lend oh sorry that's a different thing um, and they want the cybersecurity people which is it's called the National Center of Incident Readiness and Strategy for Cybersecurity. That's a long name. But I heard that there were uh, a few countries that were giving all the athletes like 
what do you call it? Burner phones or whatever? So it continues. And this, this, this long name, how would you say? N-C-I-R-S-C. <laughs> N-C-I-R-S-C. Is it like guys come on Japan you gotta get like like nefarious and like ominous sounding uh what are these called acronyms right like CIA what is it MI6 that's even cool sounding anyway it says it is looking to lend mobile devices to the Japanese Paralympic delegation attending the Beijing games and the start of March 4th so they're giving him burner phones so so recently I've been like I, I'm a redaholic I, I go to reddit like like nine hours every day my iPhone tells me to stop doing it to the it's like that bad of a problem <laughs> um, and uh, one of the top comments on all the weird news stories for like the last year and a half is like the worst timeline is what it's called yeah because yeah. like our, our current timeline, I, I think it might have originated from like the MCU or something like that with Doctor Strange looking at like the 14 million timelines or something like that. I No, I think it comes from, uh, have you seen the TV show Community? No. There's one uh, episode where they're having like a party or something and they roll dice to see who's going to go downstairs to get the pizza from the pizza man. And then they play out all these different timelines. Okay. And, and then there's the darkest timeline where Jeff, like one of the main characters goes downstairs to get the pizza or maybe it wasn't Jeff. I forget who it was, but when he comes back up, like the house is on fire. Somebody got like shot or something. And, and so like, that's the worst timeline. Yeah, it's the oh. dark, darkest timeline. And that's where we are now. See, that's what Josh is here for. For the nerdy references. And Googling shit, but you can't really Google shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but dude, community is one of those shows that everybody tells me that I have to watch, but I just haven't watched. I feel like it's a show that you had to have watched it when it was coming out. Like, uh, I like really in- liked it when it was coming out, but in hindsight, it's like, uh, it's so long. Is that like scrubs scrubs? If you watched it when oh, it was airing, I loved scrubs. It's the best. And Daria, the, here, if you got, uh, sorry, I'm dating myself here, but Daria, the MV, MVT and TV. There you go. I'm, I'm smart. The MTV show, uh, it used to have songs. MTV had licensing agreements with all the major uh, record labels to play their music on their channel whenever the hell they wanted to, basically royalty-free. And so when, when, when Daria aired on MTV, they had all these great time, like that era music in it from the 90s and stuff like that. And when they re-released it on DVD, they had to replace all those songs with weird music and the show is destroyed i've never seen daria so have you got so a lot of the mtv original shows are great when like in the 90s they all suck now but like like road rules uh the real world uh daria beavis and butthead was beavis and butthead mtv it was right yeah i think so well, yeah i wasn't allowed to watch it so all these shows are really really good um and then then they caught kind of like then mtv forgot that they were supposed to play music yeah, like <laughs> there's no music on MTV anymore. And then, there are, and then people were like, fuck MTV, I have the internet now. And then YouTube took That's over. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, Daria was a great show. Um, it had all like the, because we were all Daria, right? Daria is like self-monologue through all of her episodes and everything. Like she was the kind of emo, but like like introverted, very reflective person. Is that the right word? Reflecting person. And so like we always like to, you know, listen to her talk. And her sister was like this blonde bimbo who was like super hot and attractive and everybody loved her. It was great. Never seen it. Okay. What were we talking about? Community? So, and Scrubs. Scrubs. That was oh, a good show. God. Dr. Cox. Yeah. Dr. What Cox. A, what a name. Perfect name for him. 
So when I used to be a high school teacher, because I did that once, uh, I walked into a classroom. I used to, because I, I don't know about now, but I always look very young for my age. And so like I walked into a classroom, I think it was like 23 or something like that. And I had like a backpack on and like a t-shirt. And they're like, are you the new students? I'm like, yes, no, I'm your fucking teacher. <laughs> and they're like, you look like Zach Brafford. Zach Braff, that's his name. Zach Braff, JD. Yeah, JD. Is that his name? JD, yeah, it's JD. And so like I was back in the day, I used to, when I didn't have this totally natural blonde hair, I used to look like him. And everybody told me about that. And I was just like, I don't know if that's a compliment. Is that a compliment? Yeah, he's a likable guy. But he's always, he's like, his, he's kind of a weird looking guy though, so. Yeah. It's either him or uh, Fox Mulder. What's his name? David DeCompany. The sexaholic guy? You don't, you don't. From. X-Files? Oh, oh, X-Files? No, I've never seen that. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, I was like four years old when that show How was How old on are you? 29? I'm turning 30 this year. So you're basically 10 years younger than me. Yes. Anyway, whatever. Um, let's move on. SoftBank Group gives up deal to sell chip firm Arm to NVIDIA. For those of you who don't know, Arm is a um, technology firm that created a new type of uh, processor. It's not new to you guys, fucking 20-year-olds, um, because it's in every mobile device. Everything from the iPhone to Android phones, they all are based on Arm technology. Arm processors are very low energy. They're very high uh, efficiency. And the new M1 and M1 Max and M1 Pro and whatever those, those Apple-made silicon chips are all based on ARM technology. And what ARM does is they license that technology to various uh, tech giants out there. And then they either produce their own chips or they ask Taiwanese manufacturer to, to make the chips for them. Now, ARM is, was bought by SoftBank, which is Sun's, uh, Soon, Sun, I don't know how to pronounce his name, his, his company. Uh, and they uh, bought it, I think, for like $31 billion back in the day, something like that. And uh, I'll find it while I talk. But it was like, you know, a couple billion. It was, it was not cheap. They bought it for a lot of money. And because they, they uh, $31 billion. And their idea was that at the time in 2016, the Internet of Things. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. So, Internet of Things is like this concept that everything in your house will have a smart chip, uh, a processor, and a Wi-Fi connection. Right. Which it basically do, it does. Hey, everybody. Hey, Google. Ha, ha, ha. I'm kidding. Uh, what's the other one? Hey, Siri. Yeah. You uh, know. Alexa. Alexa. Didn't South Park troll everybody with an episode like that? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, all these smart devices in our house are their 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 grouping, their categorical grouping is called the Internet of Things. I see. So this is why your refrigerator now has a fucking ARM chip in it because it, of course you needed that. Of course you did. You needed that, right? Right. And so anyway, uh, and so all most of, a lot of those chips are ARM based chips. Okay. And so so ARM is a really really valuable company. Intel, not Intel, Nvidia, who. Let's just call them the evil people of the world right now because they're fucking so evil. Yeah. If any of you out there, are, if you're a gamer or a technologist and you're trying to build yourself a system, hey, Josh, tell us how that's going. I've been waiting for like years to buy parts. Yeah. Now, now, some of that's not NVIDIA's fault, right? Because they're like pandemic shortages and stuff like that. Right, right. But no, like NVIDIA, you guys and your policies have made it so easy for miners and scalpers and shit like that to just fucking stock up on your cards and like screw over the actual consumers. Right. Screw you guys. Anyway, so NVIDIA, let's just call you guys evil. They um, wanted to uh, acquire ARM from SoftBank. 
And like the whole world, she's not really happy with NVIDIA. Also, NVIDIA screwed over Apple. If you guys have ever noticed that Apple has no NVIDIA products in any of their, has no NVIDIA parts in any of their products, and they haven't since like 2016 or something like that, because they sold them fucked up chips. They put them in their MacBooks, and then they all died. And then NVIDIA went, it's not our fault. Really? And so Jobs, this is back when Jobs was alive, I think. Jobs is like, fuck you, NVIDIA, never again. And they've never used an NVIDIA product since. Wow. Right? Drama. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, NVIDIA wanted to buy ARM. The whole world said poo. And like the US government actually like got involved and they're like, we don't like this idea. And then SoftBank went, psych, we're not actually going to sell to NVIDIA, but we are going to keep your $1.25 billion deposit. Damn which will be reported as profits for 2021. It's going to be a profitable year then. <laughs> Damn. And you thought the clam saga was deep. Wait until you get to fucking soft bag. All right, sorry. Let's go to a lighter. <laughs> the French fry austerity measures continue as now Mossberger is suspending sales. Uh, all sales except for two items. Uh, so they're taking off the small fry and the large fry. They don't have a medium fry at uh, Moss Burger. So wait, wait. If you can't buy a small fry and you can't buy a large fry and there's no medium fry, yep. that means there's no fries. Yes. And they're also cutting off all of the like sets where you... They have like a bunch of side dishes at Moss Burger that you can buy. Can you tell our audience who isn't familiar with what Moss Burger is? It's not M-O-S-S, is it? It's M-O-S. And it stands for... Mountain Ocean Sky, I think. Mountain Ocean Sky Burger. It's like, I don't know. It's like soupy McDonald's is how I would describe it. It's like their signature burger, the Moss Burger, has like a can of chili poured into it, kind of. It's kind of weird. So take a, a McDonald's cheeseburger, remove the ketchup, remove yeah. the pickles, take out the patty and cut it halfway lengthwise because it's as thin as paper in Moss Burger. And I hope you guys never see this episode and want to fund us later on. But then it's not just chili soup. It's super heated chili soup. Like they literally put it in a, in the, in a nuclear like react. Is it too soon for that? Too soon for that? <laughs> they put it in a nuclear fucking reactor. Get it to like, like a million degrees Kelvin. It's got to be on the Kelvin scale. And then they pour it way too much into your burger. Yeah. And the wrapper for it is like... A bag. It's not like a. It's a bag. It is totally yeah, a bag. It doesn't open up. Like it's a bag that like holds all of the soup when you're eating the burger. And they give you a spork as well. They're like, "Here's your spork for your cheeseburger." And you're like, "Why do I need this?" He's like, "Oh, you'll yeah, see. You'll need it. You'll see." <laughs> so the only way that you can get your hands on some Moss Burger French fries is through the Onipote, which is the onion ring and French fry set. So they you, have they, you, they got to water it, the the French fries down with onion rings basically yeah but I mean I'm into that I like uh, onion rings but Mossberger uh, French fries are the worst yeah they're pretty bad like you know how McDonald's French fries I mean I'm not saying McDonald's French fries are great but they're let's just call them baseline yeah right they're not horrible but they're not good you know baseline right. Mossberger compared to McDonald's French fries, not only are they wedges, so they're they're big, so they're really giant, right? But they only get four of them. <laughs> and then they're also super heated in the same nuclear furnace in which that fucking chili sauce came from. I don't know. My my French fries from Mossberger are always cold. Mine are always too hot and they burn the top of your mouth. See, they're horrible on every Mossberger, you suck. Why would anybody go there? Yeah, I'm not really a fan of it. But I mean, 
a lot of our students like Mossberger. When you ask the Japanese population, Mac McDonald's or Mossberger, they're like 50-50. My yeah. people will ask them about Trump or Biden. It's the same thing. It's like 50-50 split. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Uh, but McDonald's, their french fries are back. I went there the other day and I bought the, uh, they have a, what is it? It's like pote nagetto setto or something. It's like 15 chicken nuggets and two large french fries. That's as so, a oh, let's just share with your friend. You're supposed to like, oh, was share I was supposed to share that. Yeah, you're supposed oh. to share with your friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need to get some friends. <laughs> but yeah, like, like I, I just ate like two large fries the other day. Do you remember when, uh, this is before the great potato famine of 2022 or whatever year we are in, uh, they had the mega potato or whatever it was and like they they had like this giant vat of french fries that you could get from mcdonald's no i've never seen that yeah if you google it like maku mega potato i think is what it was called or something like that and like they had all these photos of people using the mcdonald's plastic tray with that one piece of paper that's supposed to make it sanitary for you to use <laughs> yeah that thing. thing isn't that it's just funny looking right and so it like, looks like photoshop right it looks like it's photoshop right and then like people would buy like three of them and dump them on their those mcdonald's trays and but, then like eat them but i mean that's a very normal thing for japanese high school students especially they go to mcdonald's and they just buy a bunch of french fries pour it onto the big plastic thing and share it and they share it while they're studying so that's why you'll see japanese high school kids at every mcdonald's so there's like two places that high school kids can really hang out because like um, in other countries high, high school kids are pretty free to do whatever they want i did a bunch of bad shit when i was in high school but um japanese kids are more tame and the, a lot of times they're wearing their uniforms so they can't really get away with doing things right um and so uh they can basically go to mcdonald's the library the park there's another uh fast food chain it's I can't remember the name of it. It begins with S, I think, and it's a it's a it's a pasta restaurant. But they have like a they have like a drink bar. Oh, uh, so it's like a gusto or a family restaurant type thing. Kind of like that, but it's like that place I think in particular has like unlimited time, so you can oh. just sit there for hours and just drink soda. They also they also uh, it's not so popular now because a lot of the schools have banned them from doing this in their uniforms. But they used to go to karaoke places mm. and they would just like play their favorite songs while studying and then like drinking the soft drinks. Right, right. Because like during the daytime karaoke places, it's like a thousand yen for like four hours of like all you can drink juice in a karaoke box. Right. So yeah. Anyway, Google that, guys. Mega, put it in the show if you if you remember. Mega Mac Potato or whatever it's called. Yeah, the, it's basically two large <laughs> French fries. That you just they, look at it and you're like, what? And this, by the way, this country, everybody's really thin and fit. Japan, to uh, ease uh, trade with uh, Japan and U.S. Sorry, let's try that again. <laughs> U.S. and Japan reach a deal to ease Trump-era steel tariffs. So basically... You know, Trump. Trump's, uh, you know, did you know that economic warfare is really easy? Trade wars are super easy. Anybody can win them. Yeah. That's what Trump said. Do you think he won his trade war with China? No. Nope. <laughs> so he put on, so there's this thing that I really hope that they bring back. It was called TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And uh, it was an Obama idea. And that's why everybody, it wasn't Obama's. He didn't like shit, sit on the shitter one day and go, you know what I want to do? Yeah. Somebody proposed. Somebody in the State Department proposed this idea to him. A bunch of lawyers crafted it. They went to a bunch of go governments and, and negotiated it, and it was like ready to be signed when Trump got into office. 
And what this deal was, was that basically it was like all the Pacific countries, including like South Korea and Japan and the United States would form into this giant super PAC where it would balance trade with China. Because if you guys didn't notice, China's kicking our ass in everything. Everything. You categorize it. They're winning in it. Yeah. Everything. Including the Olympics. Have you seen this shit? Yeah, they're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> I saw there was a video of like one of the ice skaters just like throwing oh, something. Ball yeah. at the person. <laughs> just like knocked him out. And like, all the judges are like, good play, good play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's also, uh, and as, as they would, the fucking, uh, I think it's the Russians or like whoever they are, like Russian born people. They're like getting caught for doping and stuff. It's just like, oh, Olympics, you never, you never cease to, to entertain in news articles. Have you seen the photos of the, uh, what do you call it? The, the apartments that they are giving to the... Have you seen the food? I haven't seen the food. Oh, God. The apartments are shit, but have you seen the food? No. Oh, God. What What is it? What, I, th- I forgot. What, I think it was Polish. Like a Polish somebody like started crying on their Instagram about the food in the street, the, the conditions of what they're like, forced to live in. <laughs> well, I like, what do you call it? I saw in the apartment, they had like... The, from the lights, there was like water just pouring out from the lights and stuff like that. Like it's totally a shit show. You know, I want to say let's 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 not shit on China too much. They do a lot of things right. Um, they, if you had a billion, three hundred million, or whatever their population is, people, and you're like, not only bring these people out of poverty, but also manage them. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to manage Chinese tourists. It's hard. Okay, <laughs> they're very very strong-willed people on the whole. Okay, and so if you had to be the leader, the one man, you only have two little legs and two little hands and you have to manage that entire fucking country. They're not, he's not doing, Xi Jinping is not doing a bad job on the whole. Right. Now, are there atrocities? Yes. Are there problems globally and, and environmental disasters? Yes. Those are things. But if you look at the shit show that's happening in the United States, if you applied that to one plus billion people, oh my God. What would you be, you know, what would be going on? Yeah. Right. And so I don't, I don't want to shit on them, but I'm going to shit on them. There is this video that I sent Josh. I think it was called sewer oil. Oh God. That's like the worst video. <laughs> no, I've sewer ever seen. grease. I think it was called. And I just sent it to him without warning. And oh he watched God. it and he just messaged me. He's like, Oh God, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Long story short. It's basically a lady who's making money by selling cooking oil that she gets by scooping it up out of the sewer and then boiling out the water and just like keeping all the fat that's left over and then selling that as cooking oil. Oh my God. That's like the worst thing. Anyways, let's move on. (laughs) Please. (laughs) So, but anyways, getting back to the Olympics, what were we talking about? Why were we talking about the Olympics? What was the story? Oh, right. The trade war. So, so back to this. Okay. So TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership was this giant balancing act where Company uh, countries like Korea and Japan, Australia and whatever, New Zealand, they would all be able to freely trade a bunch of goods with each other and like their economies would improve, counterbalancing China. Okay. Trump walks into the office and he goes, smells like Obama, and he just fucking threw it out. Like fucking seven years of negotiation, everybody talking a bunch of like meetings and hours and hundreds of millions of dollars and all this shit. Stupid blonde fat idiot comes into the Oval Office just like, throw it out, I don't like it. And that was it. That was the end of it. And what happened to, to China's economy? What happened to the, the TPP nations that, that, that trusted the United States to lead them through this? Anyway, sorry, let's go to something fun. KFC, let's do it. 
All right, so KFC Japan releases official onigiri rice ball miso ramen rice recipes to level up fried chicken. So is this like taking fried chicken and then like redressing it at home? Yeah, basically they're trying to give you more reasons to buy uh, KFC. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Other than just Christmas chicken, you know. So we have Uber Eats here and one day I was like super depressed at home and I was just like, fuck it, I want some like super bad for me food. Right. And I got Kentucky Fried Chicken for like the first time, for the first time in a long time. And it was garbage bad. It was so bad. Was it? There's so much bones in it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fried chicken. But I, I just feel like, no, ah, yeah, it's just garbage. It was really, I mean, I'm just used to eating karage all the time with no bone in it. It's just easy. Oh, uh, well, I mean, whatever. Bones, it doesn't matter. But I, I do, I don't like KFC in Japan, but it's like a hundred times better than KFC in Hawaii. Hawaii KFC is like the worst thing But ever. it's the most expensive KFC. Why isn't it the best? because everything in Hawaii is the most expensive. Dude. But anyways, they release uh, recipes for you if you want to make rice balls at home using KFC. I mean, haven't you ever thought like, oh man, this KFC is so good. It'd be so much better if it was inside a rice ball. Now, if they release that product on the menu and I could buy it from that, I understand that. But if I've already made the shit decision to go to KFC, it's because I don't want to make something. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not like going to go to KFC, get their shit bucket of chicken that's like leaking through the paper with oil and stuff and then go home and like, here's my kitchen and I'm going to make it. No, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's a little weird. Good job, KFC. But you know what? It might take off in Japan. You never know. Like the the residents here surprise you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I don't even really understand miso ramen rice. What what is that? Miso ramen rice? Miso ramen rice. It says miso ramen rice recipe. Maybe it, is it miso comma ramen comma and rice recipe? No, apparently. Okay, so this uh, recipe has KFC fried chicken. Okay. Instant miso ramen. Okay. Rice, uh-huh. salt, and green onion mixed together. So it's a rice bowl that has ramen noodles and KFC chicken in it. What is this? What? <laughs> I'm so confused. Make, is, make sure after the show if you can find a picture I'll, of that to throw it in there. I'll put some pictures in so you, you watching on YouTube. That's so gross. That's so horrible. All right, let's continue. Having a PhD, no guarantee for salary equity between sexes. So here we go. I'm going to alienate 100% of our audience because everybody watching the show is female. <laughs> I'm sorry to the 10% of you that are watching. <laughs> uh, I'm going to alienate a lot of uh, our female listeners. Uh, the pay gap. If you research the pay gap, it is almost 90, it's like 30 something cents on the dollar in the United States. I forgot what the actual number is. But the, the, <clears throat> the Department of Labor, they're using their statistics, if you just look at it, about... 90 some odd percent uh 90 some odd percent of that dollar is explained through personal choices so there still is a pay gap an unexplained pay gap but it's not 30 cents to the dollar it's like three cents to the dollar okay okay that's a thing it is a thing and is that is that fair no it's also not fair that women have babies Right. It's, it's not. I mean, if you think about it on a basic level, women have to have babies. Right. If they're if if, if you're a couple and you want to pr- reproduce. Yeah. The guy's not going to do it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we can't even if we want to. Right. You're a, you're an important part in the beginning. For a couple minutes. <laughs> minutes. Minutes. <laughs> youngster. Jesus. Seconds. 
<laughs> I didn't say seconds. <laughs> anyway, so you know, you're an important part of the factor, but you're not the one that's going to carry around the baby like Natsuki. You know, oh, I should have talked about this when she was on the show. Um, you're not going to carry the baby with you like Natsuki. You're not going to have the baby. You're not going to reco- recover from having a baby, which, by the way, guys, it's no like, like walk in the park to have a baby. It's a big thing. Right? And it takes a long time to recover. And then you've got to take care of the little shit. Yeah. So it's not easy to ha- be a mom. Right. That is not going to have zero effect on your career. Right. It's a it's that kid put, putting the stick in his in his front tire to yeah. your career. Yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine like oh man, like I just even thinking like b- becoming a father, it's gonna be hard to like maintain a career and like like family life and stuff like that but it's like a thousand times harder right if you're the mother right because just how hard it it is even just like watching natsuki like walk around and stuff like if i need to be somewhere for work i can just run there but she can't run there right she has I, to be a lot more careful. I had a conversation with her. I was like, how do you take a shit? And she was just like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't need to know. <laughs> but like everything is slower. Everything takes more effort. Everything is harder when you have, a, when you're pregnant, when you have kids. Yeah. Okay. Then factor in after, and we always say, oh, but mommy can go back to work and you know, she can have her career and her cake and eat it too. It's not true. Now. Yeah. There are a lot of career women out there that do a fantastic job. And they're fucking rock stars. But your average person, especially if they don't have the, the, the resources to hire a full-time nanny or something like that, their rest of their career is impacted by their child. It mm-hmm. is, okay? And so when you look at the lifetime earnings between men and women, well, if one of them takes off 10 years to be a mom, that's not zero impact on your lifetime earnings or your, your career trajectory. If, you, if you're removed from your field for a decade and then come back to it, you have to start all over again. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, with most uh, jobs, especially the technology is going to change over the course of like a year, I'm sure. Yeah. So just being gone for that, like one year, uh, what do you call it? Paid. What is that called? There's maternity a no, leave. maternity leave. You're like, what is that thing that we're supposed <laughs> to be in support of? Right. <laughs> but any uh, new parent, any new mom that's gone for that one year maternity leave, they're going to have to learn everything that's new to their job mm-hmm. and just even if nothing changes with your job try not doing something for a year and then doing it again you're not going to be as good you're not going to be as efficient uh, it's going to take time commander Riker from uh, uh star trek came back and did picard okay and he hadn't acted since the next generation to picard basically so like he took off like a few decades right mm-hmm. and he was quoted saying i didn't know how to act i just didn't know what to do yeah and it's just like, he, he was a lifetime actor. He started at least a, like 140 something Star Trek episodes and, and major blockbuster movies. And he's like, how do I do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So imagine if 50% of your workforce goes through this. Yeah. It's, there's an impact. Now, that's, that's, that's the shitty reality of the situation. And that's kind of unavoidable unless we want to just not have humans anymore. Okay. Now. The, the, the part that's not good, and I'm totally guilty of this as a, a job creator, I'm totally guilty about this, is that then the people who are in charge of trying to figure out goals for their company and try to make, uh, you know, plans and, and for, 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 their, for their little, you know, uh, slice of the pie, mm-hmm. looks at potential candidates. And if you look at a young woman who just got married, you're like, shit, you're going to get pregnant and take off a decade. You think that. You absolutely do think that. 
And it's illegal in most countries to be like, are you planning on getting pregnant soon? Because I'm not going to hire you if that's the case. But I want to be able to ask that question. As a job provider, I want to say, hey, I actually need somebody in this crucial role and I need them to be a longtime player and I need them to be a team player and I want them to think about their job. And if you want to prioritize your family, that's cool, but you're not a good fit for this job. But in a lot of countries, that's illegal to ask them that question. I feel like it, that's something that you want to know from a person, like whether they're male or female. Like if I'm hiring someone into the company, let's say like uh, I hire uh, another video editor yeah. for a story. By the way, if you uh, have credentials and you, you know, remote work is a thing these days, uh, send your resume to josh at story.jp. Yeah. You can edit this video. <laughs> Serious. We're, we're totally looking for people. Anyway, continue. If we're looking for like an editor and he tells me or she tells me that they're thinking about changing careers after a year, I'm not going to hire them. Right. Like if they're going to do something completely different and not be able to work at this company in a year's time, then why would I invest the time and money to train them to get to the, to the, what do you call it? kind of like past the tipping point where it's financially worth having them in the company. Right, you get a return on your investment. Right. Right. And then if they're just going to quit after that, then what's the point? So now, now that's, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything nefarious about what we're saying right now. I think it's very logical and it makes sense. Here's where the problem starts. Now we're thinking that, you and I, mm -hmm. our two very feminist minds are thinking that. And then suddenly we're doing a bunch of interviews, right? We got, you know, five men candidates and five women candidates. Now I don't, do this purposefully. And I don't think a lot of people, I think almost everybody is some form of racist and some form of sexist. It's just the way that our lizard brains are made. And so we all have to actively work against our prejudices. Right. Okay. Um, and so I'm aware that when I see a young woman and if she's stellar at what, you know, at, you know on a resume and all of the other things, I may be victim to sexual uh, prejudice about, against her, her sex or orientation or her, her, her gender or whatever it may be if I, if I think that that's going to affect his or her job going forward. Mm. Right? That, that, that might be something that I do. So I have to constantly fix that, right? Right. Okay. Now we're going to do the news story. In Japan, this is rampantly bad. Like you cannot get a job as a woman because they will not take you seriously. Because they'll just be like, Psh, bitch, you're just going to have a kid and leave forever. Well, I mean, like in my girlfriend's company, I'm not going to say the company's name, but they hire a lot of women into the company, but they actively uh, ask them yearly, like, so how soon are you planning on getting married and having kids? Because we'll have to replace you when that happens. Like they just flat out say that. Which, you know what? That's not stupid. And it's not wrong either. If, if, if she gets pregnant, it's not like I'm just experiencing this right now as we speak. I'm not going to get into details, but you want to know so you can plan for it. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to fire somebody for being pregnant. Yeah. But if I know that this person is going to be off the job in nine months, I need to know that. Right. It's right? something that like, especially for small companies like, like Stapleton and Story, right. we have fewer than 10 staff in both companies. If you, like, let's say in story, there are two of us. Let's say we added one more person. If that one person is gone. Because you got her pregnant? Fucking Josh, man. <laughs> then that would be a third of our workforce. Right? <laughs> it's and the, and big. In, and in Japan, like, they have kush kush benefits for, you know, compared to some countries, for people to take time off for maternity leave. But that's only if you're a full-time employee. And so what Japanese companies do, because they're fuckers, is they, one, won't hire them if they're a woman and they're young, they're not married and they don't have kids. 
So they just flat out won't hire them. Or they'll hire them under a, 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 a categorization of job uh, where they aren't full-time. It's, there's, it's, it translates to full-time regular worker and with benefits. And if you don't have that, then there's no maternity leave for you. You're basically like a, you know, like a contract staff or like a part-timer. So now we're getting into the story. So PhD holders, people, the top echelons of education of society, the smartest of the smart, get hired on the whole, on the average, for $34,900 on their first year out of college in Japan, which is garbage shit. And the women, this is the men, okay? And the, the female counterparts with the same degrees, and again, this is their first year, so this isn't like, you know, after they've had their children and their their job their job growth has been stunted. Right. Out the door, make one million yen less. So that's ten thousand dollars less yearly. So they make so PhD PhD holders on their first year. If you're a woman, make less than a person working full time at McDonald's. Wow, that's pretty garbage. So, and that's, again, it goes down to that thing that I was just telling you about. We're all sexist. It's true. Okay. I mean, how many of you guys listen to a stand-up comedy from, you know, a woman, you know, and she's like, fucking men. You're like, yeah, you're right. Ha ha. Because we're all sexist. Okay. But when it comes to hiring or when it comes to like careers or when it comes to like, you know, making public policy, you have to fight your sexism or your racism or whatever it is that's going on in your lizard brain. Right. Yeah. Like, I think it should all be treated on like a case by case, uh, what do you call them? Just be case by case basis. Yeah, case by case basis. Like, if we have a uh, female worker that is planning on like not having kids and doing the exact same job as uh, their male counterpart, and they're doing everything exactly the same or whatever, they sh- deserve to make the same amount of money. Yeah, if you're like Rachel Maddow or like Ellen, right? And you're like, I mean, I just named two lesbians, but if they're like. They're like, I don't, I'm not doing the family thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to have my private life and I'm going to do my career and that's it. You know, I can see that totally being, you know, Hey, do whatever you want. Awesome. But if your plan as a woman, or even as a man, if you don't want to yeah. have like a lot of time at work and you want to have like a good balance, communicating that to your, to the person when you're having an interview, I think is prudent. Yeah, I was going to even say, like, it, I think it goes for men, too, who want to be more of, like, a stay-at-home dad that want, that wants to work, like, part-time or something like that. Are you like going to take paternity leave if you get your girlfriend pregnant? No. <laughs> You're not going to stay home for a couple of months unpaid? Mm, if it was paid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what do you call it? If The same thing for the men, men too, though. Like, if you are planning on doing uh, less work, not contributing as much to the company, then you should be paid less. Right. But if you're doing the exact same work, like it sounds like... Their first year. Yeah, their first year. <laughs> they, they haven't done anything yet. But just because of their gender, they're being paid uh, about $10,000 less a year. Then like, that's just messed up. There's there's some evidence to suggest as well that women are less aggressive when it comes to negotiating their their salary. And so that actually plays a large part in their starting pay being less. But I think this is probably just a case of straight up sexism. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if you say sexism in Japan, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, tell me more. So I, I, I just believe it. It's just a thing that happens here. Yeah. 
And the th- it's, a, it's a two-way street as well. I'm not saying only men are sexist in the country. Women are fucking super sexist in this country. Yeah, um, it but, goes both ways. Yeah, I mean, but whatever. Let's continue. Uh, Fairy takes trip. Here's a fun story. Fairy tri- takes trip halfway across Japan without anyone steering it. So now this is interesting. So the Sunflower Fairy, which we have one here. It goes to Osaka. Uh, it, t- it took a trip from Tomakomai port. Tomakomai. I cannot read English written Japanese. Uh, in Hokkaido, along, uh, down to Japan's eastern coast of I- 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 Ibaraki uh, Orai Port Ferry Terminal. Never been there. Uh, and it did this un... It wasn't unmanned. It says unmanned, but it wasn't unmanned. It was just unsteered. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, there are people on the ship. Right. They're, like, they weren't just like, let's just YOLO this. No, no, no. Like, there are people on the ship, but like, they weren't actually steering the thing. Anyway, it goes on to talk about how it uses uh, augmented reality and uh, and computers to steer itself and satellites and stuff like that. And I don't know about you, but whenever I hear augmented reality, I just think of like video games and like that little dinosaur that you can put on project onto the ground with your smartphone. I'm like, what are you staring, steering a fucking ferry with augmented reality with? Yeah, the first thing I think of when I hear augmented reality is Pokemon Go. I was going to say Pokemon, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Are they Pokemoning this ferry? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, dude, you remember when we on that we uh, we went on a we had a, like a boat cruise event and we had a bunch of like yoga and yaki on a boat. Yeah, and like yoga and yaki is like magma plate uh, barbecue, barbecue like Korean barbecue yeah, on a magma instead plate. of a grill. It's just on a hot plate. Yeah, we were on a boat, giant ferry, doing that in the middle of the ocean in the summer, getting drunk. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I see all these people because it's nighttime. There's like fireworks and stuff, right? And I see all these people with glowing faces and I walk over to them. They're all playing Pokemon Go in the middle of the fucking ocean. There was a Pokestop like in the middle of the ocean for some reason. Yeah, and there was like a rare Pokemon or something like that. I was like, oh, this is terrible. It's awful. I hate Pokemon. I'm just not that generation. I'm too old for it. I love Pokemon. Well, I haven't played an actual Pokemon game in years, but I used to love it. Yeah. Apparently the new one is uh, pretty good. It's like a 3D Pokemon Game. game yeah did you see the the i only saw the clip of it but in some pokemon movie like like uh pikachu talks to ash what's his name is that his name ash yeah satoshi in japan yeah. ash ketchum and he's like he's like ash i've always <laughs> loved you and like I, the, I saved you because i love you and like the whole audience goes <laughs> cringe <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's continue. Starbucks substitute Frappuccino at aims to please disappointing customers on Valentine's Day. So they had this chocolate, chocolate, in chocolate, 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 chocolate Frappuccino, and they sold out nationwide. And so customers couldn't get it, and they're kind of mad because Starbucks is huge in this country. Listen to the How I Built This podcast episode of Starbucks, and you'll know that Starbucks is only Starbucks and only exists as it does because of Japan. Really? Yeah. They opened, a, uh, they opened in Japan, I think it was their second or third uh, place or something like that, very early in their in the, the beginning of that company. And they opened in, in Tokyo or something like that, and there was a line around the street, and they're like, we can do this. Well, I mean, I can believe that. Like, uh, what do you call it? drive through coffee isn't really a thing in uh, at least Kagoshima. I'm not sure about other prefectures. It's not so much a thing in uh, Kagoshima, but we do have a drive through Starbucks, and even though they've been open for months now, every time I've gone past there... The line just goes completely around the corner and just clogs up that entire... It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even a like a well-trafficked area. It's, it's like not. a remote area. Yeah. Just everybody waiting in Starbucks in a car. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been to the original Starbucks in, in Seattle? No, I've never been to Seattle. When you go there, you're just like, why did this get take off? You're like, what? What? 
It's awful. Good marketing and I don't know. I know. I know why. Because again, watch that. Uh, listen to that episode. But um, it's just you're just like, why? How? What happened? This is garbage. But yeah, Seattle. By the way, if you have never been there, I totally recommend not going in the winter. Uh, but it's a great place. Seattle's great. Seattle, the the Space Needle is really cool. Uh, Pike's Place is really cool. The Spaghetti Factory that I think is closed now was really cool. Spaghetti Spaghetti Factory is from Seattle. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I've been there before. And then, oh, I went there. Uh, it's dating me. I went there right when uh, the real world was on, I think, Pier 13 or something like that. And we went to go check it out. They had already wrapped uh, filming, but we went to go check it out. It was cool. Uh, Japanese man. Oh, this is uh, one of our headline stories. Japanese man caught using fake ID to sneak into matchmaking parties with younger women. That's, I've never heard of someone that is like using a fake ID to look younger. Police in Aichi Prefecture have filed charges against a resident of the city of Toyota. It's a real place, guys. For having a falsified date of birth on his ID. One that claims he was younger than he really is. The 47-year-old, which isn't even that old, uh, was born in 1974. The fake ID said that he was born in 1988. When were you born? I was born in 1992. I'm a 90s kid. Are you the same with me where you feel like the 90s was like one decade ago? No, to me it feels like two decades ago. Okay. I, I think a but lot now, of us now it's three decades. Ago. I think a lot of us uh, thirty somethings, thirty somethings, we feel like the nineties was just like ten years ago. It really just feels that way. Uh, anyway, so he said, I wanted to trick people. I wonder how much jail time this guy's gonna get. He <laughs> says, I wanted to trick people into thinking I was younger so that I could participate in matchcon events with younger women. In 2021, he said he attended more than 50 matchmaking parties. Why would you admit all this stuff? Um, almost all of which were supposed to be for thirty somethings. So I have a question about that. Those events, are they like, they can actually say like, you can only come to this event if you're under this age. Yes. And they're like dating events? Yeah. So so like speed dating or is it like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and some of these, I think that maybe why he got caught is because some of these are actually government uh, hosted. Okay. Uh, so they're like government official events here. Is that to combat the... The, birth the, rates? the first story of yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the birth it's not it's um if you're a government, you want to take in taxes, okay? And so you need the population to either stay steady or to grow. So you can continue to take in property taxes and, and sales taxes and things like that. And you also need people to stay young. Uh, because the older people get the more medical care that they require. And then you have this giant Ponzi scheme called the National Pension Fund, which if you don't keep having more people pay in at the bottom, mm -hmm. the people at the top can't withdraw the money that doesn't really exist because it's been gone for years. Do you think we're going to get our pension? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so you want people to have kids. Okay. That's, that's every country wants people to have kids. Unless you're China, then China was like, wait, just chill for a second. guys. Uh, and then, uh, but they're actually, they reversed that now. China reversed their one child policy about a year and a half ago. Really? Because they realized that a sudden and, and like decades long, like, uh, um, population hold was economically terrible. Take some notes, Japan. Yeah. So, well, and anyway, so in Japan, there's a lot of reasons why they don't have kids. They're not married. Uh, most of it is economic. Uh, during the bubble, uh, when everybody had a lot of money, everybody was having a lot of sex and people had a lot of babies and they had great bikinis and stuff like that. You should see the swimming suits if you're English, the swimming costumes. Did you know that English people say swimming costume? I do. That's it's fucking stupid. I wish Alex was here so I could make fun of him. Uh, and the, if you look at the current things that the women wear when they don't go to the beach, because they don't even go to the beach anymore. It's like, you're like, are you in a jacket? What's going on with your outfit? 
Like they, what is that thing called? Like a some something, whatever that thing is called that wrap around you and stuff. Like they just, they look like they're wearing bed sheets to the ocean. But during the awesome bubble time, even though they had really bushy eyebrows, which I don't really think is cool. They used to wear like Baywatch, like bombshell bikinis and shit like that to the beach. And like the guys were cool and like they're just having a great time. Then all of a sudden the, econo- the economy went and then everybody lost their jobs and then all the they had stagflation and uh poor like sometimes inflation and basically wages stayed the same and so the earning power of your typical man is much less about half of what it was during the 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 bubble Mm. so josh as a young man if you said to your girlfriend let's get married i'll take care of everything babe you just stay at home make me happy do you feel financially confident that that's totally feasible for you for the next 50 years no definitely not okay so if you're in that boat you're not like going out of your way to bang up some kids that's the wrong thing to say <laughs> yeah i'm definitely not thinking bang, about banging some bang kids out some kids oh yeah bang them up. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so you're not in the, the mood to bang out some kids yeah no i mean i i have kind of thought about that a little bit like i do want to have kids but uh definitely not going to have kids until story is much bigger right so it, it comes down to financial reasons yeah so the government's ignoring all of the things that I just said. They go, you know why people aren't getting married? Because they aren't pressured enough. Or they go, you know why people aren't getting married? Because they don't meet each other. Well, the reason why they don't meet each other, you fucking idiots, is that there's no place for them to meet. Like if, you, if you're economically challenged 20-something, you're not going to go baller at the fucking club. Yeah. You're not. You don't have the resources to do that. So what do you do? You curl up in a little ball on your living room couch and you look at your smartphone all day. So you're not going to make kids doing that. I mean, maybe if they're on Tinder, but Tinder's not a really a thing here. By the way, what do you think? I'm pitching you an idea. What do you think if we did an episode where it's just a top facing down camera and we just do Tinder with me for a day and just see what, what happens? I think it would be more entertaining if we had a female counterpart so that we could look at some of the guys too. Okay, let's do that. Natsuki's not going to work. Oh. Sorry, Natsuki. You're too pregnant. Well, there, there might be a guy into that kind of... Sameikun, her husband would never allow it. Um, anyway, so what are we talking well, about, right? Leave a comment if you want to see a Japanese Tinder episode. I heard that Tinder in Japan is like... A lot of people think it's like a friends app. Is that true? Well, there is... So I'll spoil it for you if you guys want to see this episode. It'll, it'll just be like people looking for friends. It'll be like tomodachi o sagashiteru or something like that. Or boshuchu or something like that. Or it's fake Chinese models. Hmm. Well, maybe instead of a full episode, we can make this like a patron. Yeah, that might be fun. Patron, what do you call it? Get goal, mi- stretch get, goal. Get Mitch a di- date episode. Yeah. Vote for your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. I would do it. I would go. If you guys want me to, I'll go. We could like secret camera the date and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, hajime mashite. <laughs> anyway, so governments want their <laughs> their citizens to have babies. And so, and also there's a lot of community pressure. And so there's these events. They're called machikon. Machi means, you know, like matching, matching. <laughs> and kon is like a, like a, what would you, like a, like a vent, I guess, like a party. So okay. it's like a matching party. Okay. And so, <clears throat> so there's various ways that these happen. Um, some of them are like, just like a group party where everybody gets together and then they do a couple activities and people talk to each other and then they exchange info if they want to. And then that way they can meet people. Another way is a speed dating thing where they just line them up. And you like literally come with your credentials and you sit it down. You're like, can I get a job in your 
private area. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then there's, there's all these com- combinations. There's also a ledger at the a ledger at the the city hall of most Japanese cities, where you can go and fill out your name, leave a photo, and put your career and age and everything. And they check, they verify it with your with your um, ID, and they also check your marital status. And so it becomes like it becomes a singles database at the city hall where people then can go and look for a partner using this database. That is the most Japanese way to do that I can imagine. And if you want to meet someone, then you tell the 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 dead inside people at city hall, and you say, <laughs> you say, can can I meet this person? And they'll say, we'll get back to you, and they'll go and contact that person with your information. And be like, is it cool? And then they they set it up and you go on a date and then get married and have kids and then don't talk to each other for the rest of your life because you don't really like each other. So have you ever been to any of these kind of big dating events? No, never. And I only know about these because, uh, you know, before all the adult students would tell me about them. Oh, yeah. So and I would be like, that's interesting. And I knew a couple of people that met their their partners doing that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't <clears throat> see anything wrong with it. Like meet people however you can meet people. Yeah. What are we talking about? Right. So what was the story? So this guy, he right, this made guy. a fake ID so that he could be, so he could go after some younger people. So, so they all, they often have like age groups because in Japan, they're very ageist here. And so they only want like 30 year olds to be with 30 year olds, 20 year olds to be with 30 year olds and 20 year olds to be with 30 year olds and 10. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so he wanted to appear younger. So he made a fake ID, which that's the hard to do. Japanese IDs are hard. I think to make a fake one. It's not paper, you know. Well, what kind of ID was it? Did it say in the article? I don't know. Maybe a driver's license. It didn't say. Well, but anyway, so he faked his age to appear younger and then met, met these people. <clears throat> one, one, what do you call it? Form of ID in Japan is the insurance card. Mm-hmm. No picture. I, yeah, that, I've always found that weird. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, look at me. I'm not 100% Japanese. I'm part Japanese, but on my what do you call it? on my uh insurance card it says morinaga kenzo which is like a super old japanese name which is technically your name josh is his nickname by the way yeah i mean it's technically my name kenzo being my middle name yeah but on my insurance card it says morinaga kenzo and then like i'll go places and they'll be like oh i need to see some id and then i'll show that to them they'll just look at it there's no picture on it there's a super japanese name on it they're like oh yeah okay this is you i'm like how do you know <laughs> <laughs> how do you know that's me oh yeah this is you you're cool yeah. <laughs> yeah they don't have there's no national id as well uh there is now sorry there's a re, the, the resident card mm. is your is your technical id that everybody should have but um yeah and so it's either passport insurance or driver's license for the most part yeah so and you don't have a driver's license here so it'd be your insurance card yeah yeah that's weird but anyway, so this guy was lying about his age to talk up with young women, and he got arrested for faking the ID. Look, you don't have to break the law to lie about your age, sir. Just figure out, you know. I don't know. That's weird. You think he was looking for love? No. <laughs> Pringles can drink bottles on sale at Japanese bookstores and convenience stores. So this is fun. So when you look at a Pringles can, you think, I want to fill that with water and drink it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> And now, a perhaps more obvious take on the Pringles easily recognizable packaging has been accomplished with the Pringles vacuum flask. These bottles come in three flavors, salted, sour cream, and onion, and cheese, which is a four-cheese blend. <clears throat> but there's no actual chips or flavor in the containers. It's just the labeling. Does it actually look like a can of Pringles chips? Yeah, it does. It looks like a... It looks like a 
Pringles can. Can was, we make merch? I, I I would like to. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do <laughs> if you know that. how to do that and you want to buy it, <laughs> let us know. There's actually some drop shipping places that work with YouTubers to to make merch for mm. YouTubers. We are nowhere that scale. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere. Yeah, we only have four patrons. <laughs> and we adore you guys. You yeah. are super important. Thank to you us. so much. You pay for all my coffee for the month. It's true. It's true. I mean, we do drink a lot of coffee. I mean, I don't talk this much just because I'm not caffeinated. I have to be caffeinated. Dude. Yeah. Cats and dogs apologizing at Japanese press conference is our newest gacha capsule toy obsession. So you got these, these gacha pon balls. They're like little capsule things that, what do you call those in English? Gumball machines. They're basically giant yeah, gumball machines. But for toys, not gum. Well, you can get, sometimes they have snacks in them. But most of them are toys. toys collectible general. toys. Have you ever done one before? Never? You mean like gotten yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. Like I like I, we did it. I think when I first came to Japan, we went to a game. Uh, what do they call them? Game center, like an arcade is what we would call it in normal English. Yeah. And like we just did the experience, and I think I got a couple of them or something like that. Yeah, they're surprisingly popular in Japan. Like yeah. there are a lot of like really weird ones. I mean, like the article that we're talking about we'll, is we'll kind continue, of a weird one. Yeah. yeah, and there's also the claw games, which are super popular. Yeah, I don't know why. I guess it's like a thing to do with your girlfriend or something. Have you seen that they have uh, online? claw machines now what? like you can webcam into them or something yeah yeah yeah. there's a camera and you're actually like you pay money to the website and you actually control it and if you win it they send you the goods and they're mostly in japan you know that the there's like a dial in the machine right there's a box that like you have to play the game a certain amount of times until the claw gets strong enough to actually pick things up. right yeah like they set it yeah how is that not illegal? One time they called the police. I think we read it on the sh- show, the story. Like, like this guy, this guy I think spent like five hundred bucks trying to get some like Pikachu doll or something, and like he couldn't do it, so he called the police and they had to come and inspect the machine. Uh-huh. And then like I think it was a Sega arcade, and like the Sega like management apologized and then made the the possibility like double or triple of what it was before. Anyway, this gachapon thing, uh, gachapon thing uh, is. Uh, so they've had these for a while. They had like um, uh, kaiju, which, what is that in English? Monsters? Like giant monsters. Yeah, like Godzilla and stuff like that. They had these dolls where Godzilla would be standing in front of like the news press podium, like bowing, like like very, you know, apologetically. And it says on the podium, I'm sorry for destroying Tokyo or something. And they had like four or five of these. They're super cute. You just put them on your desk. It's like little Godzilla apologizing for being a monster, basically, right? And so whoever came up with that idea had himself a think, you know, like Obama did on the shitter, and uh, said, uh, you know, we should do that for pets because people don't have girlfriends, they have pets. Well, you have a girlfriend. I do. I have neither a pet or a girlfriend. Leave a comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so like, so they have, they have uh, three dogs, okay? And what they say, so the dogs are standing up on their hind legs and they're like, bowing reverently like what is the word i'm looking for here reverently i think is the word don't 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 i'm really hung over right now guys you have no idea uh so they're bowing like very very like you know we're so sorry and on the podium one of them says like it says uh fumi, uh fumitsuke which is like um to trample something fumu fumitsuke and then another one says what does the other one say uh tsumami gui which means like uh tsumami is like a snack food and gui is to eat so it's like stealing snacks Mm. And so, like the the pets are just apologizing for doing pet stuff, basically. 
They're super cute. All right. Mitch, do you know what an ehomaki is? Oh, you're just talking about sexism. Yeah, let's go over this. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, an ehomaki is a like long sushi roll. So basically, like you, when you go to a sushi restaurant, you get like cut up sushi rolls, right? Right. So they roll it and then they cut it. Right, right, right. The ehomaki is basically just the same thing like this, but they don't cut it. I like how your eyes are like, (laughs) you know what I'm thinking, okay? And you just put the whole thing in your mouth like that. I'm just still thinking it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the ehomaki is uh, something that you eat during uh, sitsubun, which is a Japanese holiday. Right. Actually, only from Kansai, apparently, is the ehomaki. Really? Yeah. They do it here. Most of the students don't do it it's not a kagoshima thing it's well, a kansai I guess, thing i guess i always did it on television is when i did it so i apparently it's a food trend that's like starting now that's being pushed by like supermarkets and sushi restaurants and stuff like that like to move products yeah they're pushing a cultural irrelevant thing yeah no way yeah anyways so the cost of uneaten Ehomaki sushi rolls in 2022 is estimated to be over 1 billion yen, which equals 8.9 million US dollars. So that's a lot of wasted food. But yeah, this year they sold it like everywhere. I think traditionally it was only in uh, sushi restaurants that you could buy it. Yeah. But then they started selling it in supermarkets. They started selling it in all convenience but you stores. Gotta, you, gotta talk. It's not just, you don't just eat it. There's a, there's a thing you do. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, Every year it changes, but you're supposed to like pick up your long sushi roll. Your long phallic <laughs> sushi roll. And you're supposed to look in a certain direction and it changes every year. Where he tells you to look. Yeah. And then you eat the <laughs> whole thing without saying anything. And if you talk during it, then you don't get happiness. Right. And so when you do it on TV, it's always amazing because they always get the female announcers to do it almost exclusively. Do they censor? They just put a giant mosaic on it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like you look in your direction, and I, I've done this with, on TV too, and then and then it's hilarious because it's actually kind of hard to eat it quickly. And like if you're on TV, you're like press for time. Right. And so they make you literally inhale this thing. And it's just like, it's the most... If there's ever a category of porn that doesn't exist, it needs to. It's this. Ehomaki. <laughs> anyway, the story is not about that. The story is about that they made too many, right? So I guess they, the, what do you call it? The unsold sushi went from like 216 rolls in this one place to 1,508 rolls in one year. And so that's just the one The one, one location. Place, yeah. One location. So it like almost what is that like eight times as many right and so the total number of uh like projecting these numbers to all the the different locations and areas around japan it's expected that 1,396,443 rolls were just like tossed so and that's just because they overproduced it right they're like and this is the thing like a lot of restaurants and chain places and whatever they made their own versions of ehomaki Including their own like local ingredients and everything, right? Because right. it's just a roll, so you can just put anything in there. Right. And that just sounds funny. But anyway, so like um so they made a bunch of them and they didn't sell them. So you've got a bunch of wasted eight million, was it? Eight million dollars worth of wasted yeah, Eight point nine million dollars. And it also says like to produce all of that like sushi, mm-hmm. that's a waste of uh forty four million gallons of water. <laughs> 
There, there was this Netflix uh, documentary. I think it's called like Beyond Meat or something like that. I watched it the other day. It makes you feel really shitty about eating meat. But one thing that really surprised me was the, the statistic about how much water it cre- uh, it requires to make one cheeseburger. Really? Yeah. It, it was like, it makes you think. You're like, that is a lot of water. Oh, yeah. I mean, like a cow drinks like a few gallons like, of water like a day. They drink like a cow, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so like that was one. There was a lot of statistics in that uh, video that surprised me, but that was one that really stuck with me. Yeah, I mean, food waste is pretty bad. I think, especially in Japan, it's very big. Yeah, very very big. You know why? Because they never eat the last karage. I always eat the last karage. You fucking foreigner! <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, a lot of foods in Japan are shared, and if it's got accounts to it, if it's if it's a if it's like a like a soupy or like non-counsible noun, you know, like yeah. <laughs> then people will basically finish the whole thing. But if it's a countable thing, like a piece of chicken or like a you know piece of fruit or something like that, everybody will take their one. Yeah, and there'll be if there's like ninzabun, so if there's exactly the amount of people, the exactly amount of items, then they will it'll be depleted. But if there's ever one left over, yeah, the fun that's the funny thing is like you go to like one of those like parties or something with a bunch of people and <laughs> where they just bring food out and put it on the table and then by the end of the party there's one edamame one french fry one piece of chicken one rice ball like there's just one of everything left because no one wants to be the rude person that takes the last one and then i just go and scoop everything up but it's so funny but yeah yeah so so because of that there's a lot of wasted food and also yeah. just in general because um, a lot of the food portions here are based on the number of people in your group, mm. not the size of the people in your group. Right. And like, you know, Japanese women, they're like, I looked at the rice. I'm done for today. Like, they don't actually <laughs> have to eat it. You know? That's so weird, though, because there's such a big culture of motainai, which is like, oh. don't waste. Yeah. But there is so much food waste in Japan. Right. That's, that is kind of a, yeah. It's probably also with like, uh, what do you call it? Like, cafes and restaurants and stuff like that they always want to have like the freshest looking things i think like in america we're a little bit more lenient on it like oh it's still good it came from a can (laughs) that's cool yeah it's still good but in japan like oh my god have you ever seen a whole chicken in a can before i have and it's so i don't know just like if you listen to it the sound of it like (laughs) coming out it just like makes me gag (laughs) so bad sorry continue anyways like but in Japan, at the end of the day, they often just toss any food that's like not perfect. Yeah. So it's not great. And I mean, this is like one big example. They tried to basically turn a holiday into another food trend, kind of like KFC on Christmas, Christmas kind yeah. of thing. And it resulted in $9 million worth of wasted food. Yeah, they do do that with the food, with the food. I think that's I think every country does that to be fair. There is yeah. a I think it's called an ug- ugly vegetable supermarket in France where they only sell like the produce that wasn't pretty enough to make it to market. Mm. Um and so like it happens everywhere but I just think it's particularly bad here. Um and I think the Montaigne and I um uh that kind of culture came after the war when they didn't have anything. Um oh. you know, like when you talk to people in their 80s and 90s they talk about starving and going to school and just being hungry all day. Mm. And so I think that's where it came from and I think like the food waste that we're looking at today is post bubble culture. Yeah. So that's probably where that comes from. All right, I'm going to go to my last story and then you got our last final story which is going to be make us look really old. So my last story is Shinto priest blesses Domino's pizza to bring love to those who eat them on Valentine's Day. So yesterday I'm hanging out with Carl and I'm like, hey, Carl, I haven't eaten anything. What do you want to eat? He's like, let's order 
pizza. Or maybe I said that. It doesn't matter. So uh, Carl and myself, we wanted to get a pizza. And I was like, all right, in the Domino's app, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to talk to anybody on the phone. If you call my phone, I will not answer. Screw you. Why are you calling me? Send me a message. And uh, I don't like to talk to people on the phone. So even though there's a better pizza place called Motinaga, which is amazing, I just use the app because it's easy and I'm kind of, you know, weird. And so Carl goes, if you're getting a Domino's pizza, do you want to get a heart-shaped one? <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, check it out. There's heart-shaped pizzas. I'm like, I don't know. Me and you drinking, just the two of us tonight, it's kind of gay already. <laughs> don't know if we should make it even more gay. He's like, it's kind of small if you get the heart-shaped one. Anyway, so I look in the app and there's actual heart-shaped pizzas in the app. And it's got like two sides and like one heart-shaped pizza for like the date, like oh. the pizza date, basically. Are you getting ideas for it with you and your girl? Anyway, so, so I knew that, but then this is even funnier because I didn't know this. Uh, as the lar- largest pizza delivery chain in Japan, Domino's Pizza knows what its customers want, which is why the val- this Valentine's Day, they're bringing out heart-shaped Valentine's Day pizzas. Domino's staff brought, it's called the Love-Roni Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to refer to any media as the love around here. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Epomaki? All right. Uh, Domino staff brought the love roni pizza uh, in its three different sizes to be blessed at the Ashikaga Ohihime Ohi, eh? Ohi shrine. So this shrine is apparently like the love shrine. Love shrine. Love shrine. No, never mind. Anyway, so it's like it's like the love shrine. And so it's like the place where everybody goes to like be blessed for like their, you know, happy marriage or whatever. Okay. So they bless the... Because if you guys know anything about Shinto shrines in Japan, they'll bless anything. Literally. So wait, did they... Did they just bless those specific pizzas or did they bless the concept of the heart-shaped Domino pizza? It's called the Love Roni Pizza, Josh. Okay, the Love Roni Pizza. (laughs) Okay, it says, according to Domino's, these acts at the shrine will help to bring good luck in love and relationships to all who... Should I order one of these today? If I I order this and eat it by myself, will that help me get a relationship? Might help you love yourself. I don't know. Might help me get fat. What were you going to say? Like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. Like, I'm trying to process this in my head. I think you're thinking about video game logic, right? You take your item to the NPC to get it imbued with some stat, right? Yeah. But that doesn't imbue everybody's item with that stat. Yeah. Like, I'm wondering if it was just that specific pizza or if, like, all pizzas made by Domino are blessed. And if so, are they, like, do they have, like, a a priest in every kitchen, like, waving his hands around the pizza well, this or? might act What's like happening? this might act like it's it's called i think it's called the seeker it's the seeker event from everquest where like once you like fight him and he kills everybody spoiler alert if you've never played that game before he kills everybody in the room you can't actually kill him okay and then he like runs away and then gallops through the mmo and blasts this like message to everybody okay and then and then that's the end of the event and like you can only do this once per server anyway anyways so like Whoever triggers the event, everybody gets to enjoy in that spammy message that he says all over the fucking server. So maybe that's how this works. So they're AOE casting. AOE bless casting. on the pizza. Love, love to everyone via pizza. AOE okay. casting. Can you make this the... Oh, uh, there's no hook, right? Well, no, we stuck in the hook. Uh, uh, I might get one just to see if it, if AOE it works. AOE blasts you with love. Yeah. 
Should we A-B test it? Like, see if it, <laughs> see if it helps? That's not a double-blind test. If I, if I don't get one and remain single, that's just the way that things would be. Well, we can compare to see, like, how it affects, like, single versus, like... Oh, okay. We could do that. Yeah. If you break up with your girlfriend, what are you going to do? Sue Domino's or the <laughs> Shrine? Which one? The, the Shrine or Domino's? Domino's probably has more money, right? I don't know. Shrines are pretty rolling these days. Yeah, that's they true. They don't pay taxes, you know. Sorry, let's go to our last story that's going to make us seem really old. All right, you ready to feel old? I already feel old. After all this lovey-dovey stuff from a 20-year-old. So, keeping up with the kids, Japanese high schoolers' most popular slang of spring 2022. Number 10, Tensaikol. So, I actually know this. I knew this one. So, it's Tensai and Cycle. Tensai yeah. means genius. Cycle means, like, amazing. Yep. Apple pen, which if you don't get that, never mind. Yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Uh, number nine, stem morotto. Wait, I'm having trouble reading. Okay. So, dude, I'm telling you, reading <laughs> Japanese in Romaji is hard. Yeah, like if it was in Japanese, it'd be easier. I'm so wanting to read it as an English word is why it's hard. Sorry. Shite morote. Shite morote. It's like... What do you think that means? Shite morao, right? Yeah, that's where it comes from. Do something for me. Yeah, it's basically just like another way of saying like asking someone to do something for you. Is that maybe they say, would you do this for me? Is maybe what. Now, can you tell us where these words are coming from? Because these are like high schoolers, but where are they getting them from? So number 10, the 10 cycle comes from a uh, boy band idol, Daigo Nishihata from a Johnny group called Naniwa Danshi. I've never heard of that. So you've never heard of any Janizu. Janizu is a is a dance production group that makes a bunch of uh, male idol groups. Right. I think Arashi is part of them yeah. or whatever. Arashi News. Uh, Kiss My Feet 2, which is my favorite name for a group. Um, but none of you guys have ever heard of any of these people because they don't have any presence on YouTube. Because yeah. Japanese companies are retarded and they're like, YouTube is free, but we're going to sell it at the store. And then they're like, why are the Korean idols beating us in everything? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. well, number nine's Stem Morote mm. comes from a Japanese YouTube duo called Paparapis. Sounds good. <laughs> Never heard of them either. Number eight, Chochiru or Chirui. I don't know. Cho is like, Cho is like big or like totally or something like that. And then chiru. What do you think chiru is? Oh, uh, is that is that English? Yes. Oh, cho chiru. It's like super chill. Yeah, it just means super chill. Oh, God. It says good vibes. Oh, this place is cho chiru. Like, oh, yeah. This place Could you say good... that with a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I couldn't. Dude, use it on your girlfriend when you go home. Like, you know what? Like, you just be like... Just, just try it. <laughs> I'll try. She'll probably just look at me like, what the fuck are you saying? Uh, number seven, Hanyari. Oh, I have no idea. That sounds like Korean. Han, hanyari. Hanyari. Or Hanya. Is Han half? Uh, uh, apparently not, I don't think. What does it mean? Hanyari means like being confused by something, which I was thinking <laughs> for right now. Uh, but this one comes from a celebrity. Hanyari. Named. I wonder if that's a lo local dialect or something. That's interesting. Like apparently it's supposed to be like instead of are, but I, it doesn't roll off the tongue. Wait, wait, wait. So guys at home, are means like, huh? Is what it means in Japanese. But like you wouldn't say hanyari. <laughs> like, 
I guess the other word is used more often. Hanya? Like, Hanya? Maybe it's Kansai or something. Did you know that people uh, at uh, Tanegashima, the little island, they say, Hage! When they're, ex- when they're surprised. They say, bald! Yeah, they literally, <laughs> it means, Hage means bald. <laughs> so they go, bald! <laughs> That's weird. It is weird. Uh, number six. Daijobu so? Isn't that just like Daijobu so? Like it like looks. With a question mark. Daijobu so? It seems okay. It looks okay. Is yeah. it okay? Yeah, I think it's just asking like, we good? Is it good? I think I say that. Daijobu so? Yeah, that one's. Yeah, I mean, that also comes from paparapis. Oh, uh, maybe it's one of those things where the kids are just saying it a lot, even though mm-hmm. it's a standard word. Yeah. You young kids. Yeah, I guess I, it just means like, ah, it's probably okay, or like, is it going to be okay, kind of thing. Okay. Uh, number five, shindo. Shindo, shindoi, like it's terrible and hard. Yeah, it comes from shindoi, but Japanese Generation Z says uh, it means funny or interesting. What? Is this like one of those like, oh, that's sick, like kind of words? I think so. Uh, it says maybe because it's so interesting, it zaps the energy from you. Like, oh, shindo. Like, it was so good, like, it drained you. I don't know. I'm old. Continue. <laughs> Kimazu. Kimazu, right? It's, like, gross, creepy, disgusting. Yeah, it just means, like, for awkward or, like, a weird situation. Maybe it's the way they say, Kimazu! It's like, you know. Yeah, they don't say Kimazu. They say Kimazu. Uh, no E. They drop yeah. the E. Uh, that but happens. That's a pretty common thing, though, for yeah. adjectives in uh. J- uh, Japanese. They take the I off. Yeah, like, like they, they, everybody says, suge, suge no, instead of sugoi. By the way, if you guys have never seen, uh, what is it called? Shit, what is the name of that, that animated series? Golden Eggs. World of Golden Eggs. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Uh, it's on YouTube. Somebody has totally legally uploaded it to YouTube somewhere. But anyway, it was one of the rare Japanese animes that was translated to English from the get-go. Really? Yeah, it had English subtitles from the DVD release, and they're burned in. That's pretty old, right? Like, I've seen it, I think I saw it, like, over 10 years ago. Yeah, it's about 15 years old. Yeah. But it's really, it's really, uh, it's, uh, you can actually learn a lot of Japanese from that. If you, uh, what is it? Kai kyo kin kyo something something supporter. It means, like, pectoral, uh, oh, yeah. pectoral muscle supporter. Yeah, <laughs> well, flashbacks. <clears throat> yeah, that was... Anyway, if you guys, if you're bored at home, World of Golden Eggs, if you search for it, it'll come out. They're hilarious. Uh, do you remember the, 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 the pooping cat and the guy just says, pardon? Pardon? And then, like the cat's just sitting there pooping and he just keeps cleaning it. It's just like a five-minute little skit. It, it sounds familiar. I, I watched it all when I was, I don't know, in high school or something. What was it? Kevin Senpai. Kevin Senpai. The fucking turkeys. I don't remember. Uh, guys, watch it. It's great. I mean, the, the turkeys, they have like, what are those called? The jib, jibbler, giblet? What are these things that come down called? Gobblers? Gobbler? Whatever those things are called. They have like long ones and they come down to their chest and they look like boobs. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. <clears throat> Sorry, continue. Uh, the next one is Ikiru WWW. So Ikiru is like to live, right? Yeah. And then WWW is like what? World Wide Web? No, it's like laughing. Aksa? Yeah. Ah. Uh, Apparently, like, I think this is, like, very nuanced, but apparently there was, like, a, a term used before where people would say, shinu, www, when they do something that's very embarrassing, like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, I'm going to die. die. yeah. But 
recently a TikTok video created a hashtag where they're saying like, Ikiru www is like, I'm going to live www laughing. Is it like, I'm going to get through this, maybe? I think it's just like... Saying the opposite of what it should be said? It's like, yeah, it's the same meaning, but they're just saying the opposite oh, I see. kind of thing. I mean, okay. Okay, kids. Okay. I accept it. Next one. <clears throat> Kimazetto. What? <laughs> Kimazui, again, is cre- creepy or gross. And then Zetto is Z, right? The yeah. alphabet letter Z. So it's Kima and then capital Z. Kimazetto. Wait, wait. Do you say Zetto or do you say... You say Zetto. So it's just another way of saying Kimazui? Yeah, it just means awkward. Is this mo- mostly typed then? I think so because it says like... This YouTuber often uses Kima, capital Z, Kima Zetto. Is that like when you and I would be talking to each other and we'd be like WTF or LOL, like as a spoken word? Yeah, probably. Uh, Tyler says lols. He says lols. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saying laughing out loud. Oh, I remember when me and Alex were trying to explain to our uh, our co-host on the radio, who you guys have never met before, not on the show, but... He, she's a Japanese lady, and uh, uh, Alex was saying "raffle copter," <laughs> and she's like, "What does that mean?" And I was like, "Well, it means rolling on the floor, laughing helicopter." <laughs> and he, she was like, "Why would anybody say that?" I'm like, "Ned, why would anybody yeah, say that?" <laughs> in hindsight, I was like looking at these like, "This is stupid," but then like, "Yeah, we would say things like raffle copter." Raffle copter, Jesus. That probably okay. makes us sound old. Is that all of them? There's one more. Last one is ase ase. It's like sweating and sweating, right? Yeah. So I think it's because like when you're texting and stuff like that and you want to use a sweat mark, yeah. you have to type ase. So people are now just saying like ase ase. Uh, instead they're... of like trying to get two of the little emoji, they just type it. And, ase ase, and yeah. send it. Okay. Do they, do they, is it in English or is it in katakana? Uh, it's in katakana, <coughs> specifically the half size katakana. Oh, the, the the press F6, I think, to get that. I don't know. The little, the it's not half width. It's like quarter width. It's like the condensed katakana, right? It says specifically half size katakana for visual effect. Oh, so it's like speeding. It's so it's small. It's speeding or something. I don't know. That's no, weird. I think it's like instead of using the sweat mark, they're using this as an emoji that is actually moji <laughs> like what do you call it it's actually text yeah they're using text in place of a, a what do you call it? what is it? emoji yeah, em- emoji oh yeah. yeah emoji which is usually used to replace text so we've gone full circle that's just retarded so emoji if you guys don't know about this was is actually just invented by the japanese back in the k uh cell phone days of the late middle 80s basically uh pager cell phone that kind of era and they would create like Eh, pictures using moji text. Yeah. Right? And we're not talking about ASCII art. That's a different thing. We're just talking about a couple characters that would make like a smiley, like a, like a smiley face, colon in the uh, closed parentheses, the closed right. parenthetical, right? Now, Japanese took it to the Japanese level. <laughs> and in most even modern cell phones, you can open up a list of emoji and it's like 9,000 pages long and I have no idea what any of them mean. Yeah. I mean, this guy I know, yeah. right? Or like the, 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 what is it? The TT, the crying eyes. Yeah, I know that. But the rest of them, I'm like, what is this conveying? Mm. And I know an old person that has a Gata, Galapagos K-Tai cell phone. It means like um, a Japanese made old school style non-smartphone. And um, she t- texts me with those all the time. And I'm like, what is she trying to say? But you can't put that into Google Translate. It was like... <laughs> 
So I'm just fucked. I have no idea what it means. Yeah, it's great. Anyway. Yep, that's it. We are... I mean, there are a couple of these that like I would understand. Like, I, I seriously want you to tell your girlfriend, chill cheater, and just see what happens. <sighs> chill cheater. Yeah, she's... I mean, she's in her mid-twenties. She probably doesn't know any of these. I don't know. It's it, hey guys at home. If you guys want us to um uh like you know do any Japanese phrases or anything like that, or like if you saw something, you always want us to like look into it for you. That's totally we can do that on the show. I mean, we don't really do the Japanese language part of, a lot in Japan. Yeah, for some reason, because we all speak to each other in English. So yeah, but that's something we can explore. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I mean, your name is Kenzo, right? Yeah, Morinaga Kenzo. What a fake name. Fake faking fake name anyway guys that's been our show today this is josh fake name that's actually your fake name yeah my real name is yoshua going back to the beginning of the show when when, he, when i walked in and i asked him who the fuck he was in my company and then i re i repositioned his job placement like yeah. within five seconds of meeting him i also renamed him <laughs> yeah i said your name is josh and you're a, you're an english teacher now and that's what, that's where it went yeah, it's been six years. It's weird because I I don't think because people used to call you Yoshi, right? Yeah, my nickname was Yoshi because my name is pronounced Yoshua, right. which is like very difficult to say. Also, sounds Hebrew. Yeah, it does. I don't know why. I think it is. I think your dad, like for a laugh, if you guys have ever met this for guy's dad, his dad's like a trickster. I think for a, a laugh, he he named you after a biblical character. I think he said to me. And he's watching this show. He's one of our viewers, actually. So, yeah. Dad, leave a comment below. Why yeah, is this think, my name? I think it was. I think because I, I remember I was I was at Yokoban with him, and your dad brought his own whiskey to a bar. I, that's I've never seen that before. Like he just shows up and puts down his bottle of Jack. I'm like, he's like, they don't have Jack here. I'm like, dude, you're fucking winning already. <laughs> and then like, and then I was I asked him about your name. I was like, where did his name come from? I think it came from the Bible. Yeah, I mean, my grandfather was a uh, Christian in Japan. Which Why is do like, you say that like it's so weird? You're like, he was a Christian. <laughs> no, well, it, it's very unusual in Japan. Yeah, though. yeah Like there true. are not many Christians. And 2%, 1%? Something like that, especially in his generation. Uh, like now I think there are more, but like back then I think there were like less than a dozen in Kagoshima probably no they probably had more because uh, Kagoshima was the landing point there's so many things that landed here guns uh, Buddhism and Christianity all mm. landed here great job Kagoshima also cannons that's all anyway and so they have Xavier Catholic Church that was founded in blah 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 whatever year that was mm. and that's why we have these beautiful stained glass murals throughout the downtown area here you filmed them yeah I did it, <laughs> we showed it in uh, an episode the Temokan episode, That's right? true. Yeah. And that episode got thousands of views. And you can click here to see it. It's right there. You're going to forget to put that in there. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a really good episode. We did that. Uh, when did we do that? We did like two years ago. It was like, we got like money from the government during the pandemic to do that. Mm, yeah. That was a fun episode. Like, honestly, if we had... Uh, if we actually made money from this show... <laughs> we do, sweetie. We have four patrons. Okay. If we made a little bit more money, <laughs> it, it would be cool to do a lot more uh, episodes like that. Uh, because it, it took a lot of time because we had to go to all those locations and yeah. film stuff like that. But it was cool. 
Um, actually, let's, let's just ask our audience about that. Would you guys be interested in just doing a little bit more deep dive stuff? Also, since we do produce people of Kagoshima and we're yep. out there anyways, we might be able to just like throw over some extra content on here or something like that. Yep. That might super piss off the prefecture, but we'll see. You know, just stuff like that. I mean, like, what are you guys interested in? Like, you know, I don't mean to ask, but why the, why do you watch this show? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I mean, I, I think, I think you guys watch it for Josh. Yeah, that's totally I'm kidding. But no, I mean, like, we, we want to hear feedback from you guys. If you guys, you know, have suggestions for topics or if you like something, if you didn't like something, that's also mm -hmm. relevant. You can, um, you know, the last show that we did, we did drunk and uh, people seemed to like that, which was weird because me and Alex were very scared that we were like, if we get drunk on camera, everybody's going to be like turning, tuning us out, right? Yeah. I mean, I was tuning you guys out a little bit. Well, because you were tired that day. You had a yeah. long day. I'm just joking, but... But, I wanted I wanted to drink too. Yeah, you couldn't drink because the Omicron situation where we are right now is kind of a little bit. Yeah. Mm, so that's what we're doing today with masks as well, uh, because you know Josh can't afford to get sick right now. He's too busy in his schedule. I mean, nobody should be getting sick anyways. So. Right. Uh, but stay anyway, safe, everyone. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, I think the U.S. is is North America is like fading it out now. I think they're going back to normal. That's which pretty is pretty cool. Yeah, well, you know what? But you know what? Okay, so U.S. went normal. Yeah. And Japan was way late on the vaccine, right? Mm -hmm. And then when USA was like, okay, shut down again, Japan was totally fine. Right. So we just like, you know, we're, what is it? We're, we're playing a game of hot potato, basically. You know? It's like, yeah. So, yeah. well, I mean, I just really hope they open up the borders soon because Japan, there are so many good places in Japan. And, I really hope that like when the borders do open up, uh, it does create the, uh, what do you call it? Opportunity for people to go to those other places, not just Tokyo and not just Osaka, like and not Kyoto. just Kyoto. Like, I mean, they're fun places. They're cool, but there are so many, I think better places in Japan to go what? to. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to maybe alienate our, our Kyoto listener, our listeners and viewers. I don't get it. I went there and I was just like, I, I mean, I like Kyoto, like, once like if you're not uh super familiar with japan it does feel like the traditional japanese experience one time like you go to like kiyomizudera and kiyomizudera uh, is cool i like that i, I like that place what and is that in japanese or in english it's the like water temple Zelda water temple in uh, life. kiyomizu temple i guess is what it would be called i don't think you because like the yeah. golden pavilion is translated the king right. and i think that's cool for like a photo but it's like did eh. you were you with me on this one when i went there i was like it's so small why is it so small it looks like you know when you go to the harry potter like part of universal studios it's like one eighth size or whatever oh i i haven't seen anyway it's all everything's really like model yeah. sized like you go to the king kakuji the golden pavilion and you're looking at it you're like and if you take a picture of it without a banana for scale you have no idea how big it is yeah i mean it is made out of solid gold right <laughs> Is it? I think it's just plated or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, there are Kyoto. I think is cool for a day or two. Like if you go to that whole region, Kansai. Like I used to live in Osaka, right? Yeah. So brag when about I, it. When I lived in Osaka, like we went all over. We went to Kobe. We went to Nara. We went to uh, Kyoto. There are a ton of cool places, but I would only really go there for a day. Really, if have you were visiting. Have you ever been to Shikoku? Yeah, I have. I I thought Shikoku was pretty chill. Was I, pretty I spent a couple days there and it was fun. Uh, well, okay, so then tell tell us, what's your favorite place in Japan or what was your most memorable place? Um, Probably Hokkaido, honestly. Really? I've actually never been to Hokkaido because I don't like cold. 
I went there in the summer and it was very pleasant. <clears throat> In the summer. So I want to I want to drive it. That's what I want to do. I want to go in the summer for like a week and just drive it. Well, I, I think it would be good. Yeah. I'm but to be honest, like I haven't seen as much of Japan as I want, want to. to. Yeah. And I'll like it's kinda like the what do you call it? One once you don't have it anymore, you realize how good you had it kind of thing. But the, I really want to go visit other prefectures now and there's a japanese it. phrase for that and it means that the darkest uh, spot is directly below the candle i thought it was lighthouse it, it's candle and then it's also lighthouse mm. but it's the the actual phrase is, is a candle and so it and but you, you can imagine guys if like your light source is up here the darkest part is here that means that the closer you are to something the less you can see it yeah I mean, so, I was from Vegas and I think I went to a casino or a hotel. Like, oh, I used to work in one. But aside from that, like, I was just like, don't go to this trip because it's fucking chaos and there's a lot of people there. I mean, I'm from Hawaii and I never went to the beach when I lived in Hawaii. Yeah. Like, on, but I've actually gone to a fuck ton of places in Japan. And I would tell you, maybe, I think one of my favorites are the, the little islands here in Kagoshima. Mm. Like, they're just, they're, yeah, they're all true. different is why. Like, Yakushima is, like, coming straight out of uh, Spirit, uh, Spirited Away. What is it? Mononoke, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Mononoke Hime. Hime, Mononoke, what is it in Japanese? Mononoke Hime, Hime I yeah. But, I mean, I, I agree with you that uh, I didn't say Kagoshima just because, like, I live in Kagoshima. Yeah. So, it's a little bit different. But Kagoshima is probably my favorite place in Japan. You and I are going to go fish in the ocean on a boat in two days. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, like, we, it's great here. <laughs> like, like um, you know, there's there's so much untapped beauty and, you know, just, I don't know. I, I, I've been to, I've done the, 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 the main tourist routes. Mm. And I tell you, just the, the off the beaten trail places, the places that only locals know about, um, those are the places that I really enjoy. Yeah. And I think Kagoshima is definitely a hidden gem. So if you guys, when whenever borders open up and you can come to Japan, the last stop on the bullet train line is Kagoshima. You can literally go to sleep on the bullet train and wake up and you're in the right place. Yeah. Unless they've turned around, then you're screwed. <laughs> Did I tell you about the drunk time that I had to go from Osaka to Kagoshima in the morning? Yeah. And I was like on my phone and I was like looking at it and I was going up yeah. north <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going the wrong way. And it was just like the map was turned around. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I would suggest that, you know, when you guys, if you guys want to know more about local stuff here or you, if you want us to do some like on location stuff, just let us know. We'd, be lo we'd love to do it. Um, I would, I'd be totally down. You know, when we went to, uh, what was that place called? Um, Gachoen. Gachoen. Gachoen is, uh, is the, what is it? Tenku no Mori place that we oh, went to. And we Ga were. Gajuen. Gajuen. Is it Gajuen? I think Gajuen. Gajuen. Gachoen. Whatever. That place. Yeah. Uh, which, if you guys want to see that, if you look up the People of Kagoshima it's video right about, eto, what was the title of it? It's like. Forgot, Japan's forgotten way of life or something like that. Something like that. I'm you, you look it up. It was, anyway, that it has a lot of scenery and video from that place. It's basically like a like a rustic Japanese town next to a river that you would see from like a historical anime. It literally is. Um and it's what's the name? Japan's Forgotten Way of Life on, on People of Kagoshima. Uh, I wouldn't be, uh, I would be cool doing a show from like there and just like hanging out by a little fire thing outside, having some sake and just like hanging out in our kimono. 
Yeah. Which, by the way, I tried to get Alex to wear a kimono in the last show. Yeah. And he said no. And I was like, why? And he's like, no. He was. He's not a very... He, what do you think about Alex? I like him. He's a I, good guy. I like him too. That's why he's on the show. But <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes he needs to loosen up. I think it's because he's British. I'm not going to add anything because I know he's probably going to listen. So... <laughs> All right, guys, that's been the show today. Uh, again, leave us a comment, hit that like button, subscribe if you've never subscribed to us before. That doesn't make sense, but, you know, <laughs> decode that your brain. Uh, also, make sure that you guys have notifications on. I was looking through the analytics the other day. Make sure that you guys have all notifications on for us. Uh, that way it gives you a little little notification when we drop an episode uh, and that way you guys can keep up to date with us and it helps us out because you know the way that YouTube works is you release a video and if your subscribers watch it because they've gotten the notification and they watch it then it recommends it to other people and that's how you grow your channel so make sure you guys are subscribed with all notifications on if you guys are listening to us on Spotify Apple Podcasts or Stitcher just let us know what you guys think about Joe Rogan because that's everybody's just talking about that now it's just that's everybody even Dwayne The Rock Johnson he turned out of that one yeah he's like he's my friend and he saw like the 30 minute clip of Joe saying the n-word all those times and he's like nope (laughs) (laughs) anyways thanks guys we'll see you next time bye a thank you to all of our patrons Jan Myler Jen Spiral in Your Eyes, and Justin Perkins. Thank you so much for supporting Small Talk Japan. You guys rock.